Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. I'm Sherry Steele, your host, and I'm excited you're joining us. I want to help mentor you to be all Christ has created you to be. Standing firm, suited up in your armor, owning your identity in Christ, or as I say, owning your crown and loving like Jesus. If what you hear encourages, uplifts, and makes you want to dig deeper into your relationship with Jesus, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen and follow us for more encouragement on Instagram at Pineapple Principle. Now for today's show. Hey everybody, I hope you're having a fabulous day and I am so excited you're joining us for today's podcast and I just want to say Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And I hope that this season has just give you some aha moments and just made you go find some good books or um, just encouraged your soul just to live a pineapple principle life for um, Jesus. And you know, today's podcast is very special to me because we have um, a dear, dear friend of mine, Josh Baker. You know, Josh and I served together um, with our church's youth several years ago, and he's now the campus pastor at one of our locations, and he is also a member of our board of directors for Pineapple Principal. I think the world of Josh, and he has just got this anointing. I love to hear him preach. Um, He just, like encourages me every time I speak to him. But today, he and I are having a conversation about dating. We um, talk about the things we wish we would have done different as teenagers, you know, what healthy Christian dating looks like. Um, We just have this real honest and raw conversation about dating. And I know some of you are not old enough to be dating, or maybe you're not allowed to be dating, or some of you may be very serious with someone right now. So I hope that this conversation helps you for today or helps you for your future dating life. And you just get some great encouragement. And um, we just help you to see dating from a different perspective. So here's my conversation with my buddy, Josh. Hey, Josh. Um, welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. We are so super excited that you are joining us today. Thank you, Sherry. I love to be a part of this. I'm very excited for it. I um, Just so you know, you are the second guy we have had on the podcast. We This Come is on. season number five, and we've not had any male figures. And um, we had Jacob Jones on um, a couple weeks ago talking about his book. And so we're excited to have you on here. And of course, like I said, in our intro, you and I are going to have a little, um, discussion about dating today. And right. I, I wanted a guy's point of view, how, what yeah. a guy, you know, w- let's talk about like dating in general. Um, what's the Bible say about it? Like, what does a, what does a Christian guy expect, you know, of a, of a girl when he's dating her? So I, I just want to dig into all things dating and I don't know about you, but I, I probably dated too much in high school. I think I was, um, I won't want to say I was boy crazy, but I think I had some insecurities because of my mom leaving and, I, you know, I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted yeah. that. I think I was looking for, you know, that attention, that love. And of course, everybody else was doing it. Like it, sure. everybody else had a boyfriend or had a girlfriend. And so I say now I've said on multiple podcasts, if I could go back and do over, I probably wouldn't have dated as much or maybe not dated as all dated at all. Yeah. If I knew what I know now. So, but anyways, you could tell me what you think about it. Well, I think our 
our experiences were a little different. So when I was in sixth grade, I had a crush on this girl. Um, but it was like kind of like a uh, young love thing mm -hmm. for me. So I didn't date. We broke up in sixth grade. I didn't date anybody all of seventh grade, all of eighth grade, because she still had my heart. The only girl that I wanted to be with, her name was Natalie. The only girl I wanted to be with was Natalie. So I literally waited for all the way up until my junior year of high school, didn't date any other girls. And then like, I was almost saving myself for Natalie, saving my heart for Natalie. Wow. And then Natalie and I dated uh, all my, my whole junior year um, and then uh, broke up my senior year. Um, but I think for me, what that did was, even though I was like a, you know, I was a hopeless romantic, true love, one love type of person. Like, I didn't think about anybody but Natalie. Even the years we weren't dating, I, I loved Natalie. Um, but looking back on that now, my parents tried to kind of protect me from dating. And I didn't understand why. Um, but the heartache that I experienced from the loss of that love and the loss of that breakup um, really hurt me for years. And it almost scarred me in the opposite direction where um, true love hurt mm -hmm. or loving one person hurt. So then that's when I went into a phase of just dating. I would call it, you know, girl crazy. Like you said, well, maybe you said not boy crazy for you, but for me, it was girl crazy. I just dated anybody who was interested in me because at that point, I just wanted to feel love reciprocated towards me. Cause I had loved for so hard, so hard for so long. I just wanted, oops, sorry about that. I just wanted somebody to love me. And so, yeah, I kind of went through this phase where I just dated a whole bunch of different people. Mm, mm. Now looking back on it. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> Is it coming through your phone into your computer? I, I don't know how to get it out of there, but I hey, know, I know I, with the Apple products, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I get it. I, um, so do you wish you would have dated like, le like, was that girl crazy thing? So I'm assuming that was college then, right? It was. Dated yeah. A lot. yeah. Yeah. So um, I wish I would have dated less. I uh, really wish I would have taken some time to focus on myself um, and really focus on my relationship with God. I would say uh, girls at that time for me were a distraction from a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, like I chose the college I went to because I was, I wanted to, to be in a relationship with a girl. So I didn't even make my college decision based off my own personal life. I went to college because this girl I liked went to that college. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. My parents tried to advise me against it. It ended up not being the school for me. I ended up transferring schools. And so there was a lot of mistakes I made just focused on the wrong thing. And I wasn't even mature enough to be um, at that time in a serious relationship. So looking back on it, I wish I would have done more things to work on myself and my relationship with God than doing the things I was doing. Me too. Me too. I mean, I think I, I would be in a different place like now, like yeah. that I am. Um, which of course I like met Jimmy and married him within six months when I was 19, but I was also the girl like, cause I had a high school sweetheart. There was a guy I had a crush on my freshman yeah. year, but he did not pay attention to me my, till my junior year. And mm -hmm. then, but I saw a few other people in between there. I had another, probably another serious boyfriend and I, um, 
so after he, then he broke up with me the summer before my senior year and I was heartbroken. Like I was devastated. This was the boy I thought I was going to marry and have kids with. I loved his family. I was best friends with his sister, you know, his mom and dad were amazing. And so when he broke my heart, like, that's when I just started like, Oh, I'd date this guy for a couple of weeks. And then I'd date somebody else, you know, a few months later. And I, um, but then I was like, I didn't want to get married. I was like, I am never getting married. I don't like my parents had married and divorced twice. And so I had this really negative thing in my like heart about marriage and relationships in general. And, um, and then huh, it was God, it was God all oh, Jimmy. Cause like the moment I met him, I knew he was the one, like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. And I had no, I knew nothing about him. I just like, right saw him. And I mean, 34 years later, God knew what he was doing. 34 years. 34 years. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But I, but I remember after this guy, Anthony was his name. My, my person was Anthony. And after he broke my heart, I remember my dad sitting down talking to me one day and he was like, you know, when you meet the person that God wants you to be with, you're just going to know it. You're yeah. gonna, you are going to know it. And I really wasn't in a good place at 19 when I met Jimmy, like my, I was going to church, but I was, you know, being that atheist Christian, I was, I was going to church on Sunday, but I was doing stuff I probably, I shouldn't be doing like yeah. during the week. <laughs> and yeah. So I, um, I mean, I believed in him, but like, and and like, I could hide a lot of stuff that I was doing. So a lot of people didn't know what I was doing. Cause I was hiding right. it. Um, but I, um, when I met, when I met him, I knew he was the one. And it was so weird because like, I had no intentions of getting married. None. I was going to be, I was at the point in my life, Josh, where I was like, I want to be a mom, but I don't want to be a wife. So at 30, my plan was to be artificially like have a baby artificially like by yourself, the sperm bank. Yeah. That that was my 19 year old plan. That shows how, how, our minds think at that age. Yes. And the, like we had a conversation with a mom a while back about, um, her son, um, who committed suicide and it was, he was not depressed and just something came up in his life and he made a decision, um, because teenage kids, your brain, as far as impulses is not, um, it's not, it's not there. It's not developed. That's the word I'm looking for developed. I'm not developed today. I need more coffee or something, but anyways, like, and I think that's a lot of things that we don't think about when we're that age is we just go off at impulse. And I think if we would stop and think about what we're doing, um, it, things would turn out way different, way different. Yeah. We're, we're highly emotional at that age. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of times in relationships and breakups, people talk about like a physical attachment. Like if you're physical with somebody, it's hard to recover from that. But what a lot of people don't talk about is emotional attachment. Mm -hmm. When you're emotionally attached to somebody, you're also like giving a piece of your heart, a piece of your mind, like a piece of who you are to them. And it's very difficult to recover from that. Like you talked about your heartbreak. My heartbreak was... Um, pretty serious emotionally for me. Um, But then when I was emotionally attached to a lot of other people, um, I really kind of got lost emotionally. I didn't know how I felt. Um, I didn't know what I wanted in a spouse. I didn't know if I wanted to be married, all of those things. Um, I was even engaged before Brittany. I don't know if a lot of people know Mm -hmm. that or not. 
Um, and so that engagement ended up um, obviously breaking off. We, we sent out like cancellation invitations two months before our wedding because people had already RSVP. Oh, wow. So we had to literally send out letters saying, hey, sorry, the wedding's off. And so at 27, I was kind of done. I was like, I don't want to be married. I don't want to, like, I don't want a relationship. This is too difficult. I'm too hurt. Like, I don't know if I'll ever recover. Like the two major loves in my life were both major heartbreaks. Um, but it was like you said, it's like when you start to, to refocus and think about what the Bible says about a godly marriage, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw Brittany, God was like, that's your wife. Like, I didn't know this girl's name. I didn't know anything about her, but God was like very clearly like, that's the person you're supposed to marry. Yeah. But I did things different this time. I changed the way I dated. I changed the way um, um, I was intentional about our relationship growing and it had obviously much better results. We're about to come up on three years, not 34 years. We're on the way, baby. Come on. on the way. Celebrate the small wins. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I want to steer us in a different direction. You know, second, second Timothy to it and 22 says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And and to me, that's a scripture that I feel like is talking about dating and can relate or be relatable to dating in your youth. And I'm not saying don't date, but I'm saying don't do it just because everybody else is doing it. And like, I think we have both said, pursue God before you pursue somebody else, because God will put the right person in your life. And I'm not saying, um, you are going to get married young or you're, um, you know, you need to start looking for a spouse now, but I think if you put your focus on God and what is righteous, then it's all going to fall into place. It's all going to fall into place. So yeah, I definitely agree with that because I would say even I look at some of the relationships I had in middle school and high school and, you know, Natalie was a great girl, but she wasn't exactly um, pursuing God the way that I was pursuing God. And so because of that, there were conversations and things that we had um, that had maybe more influence in my life than it should have, mm, yeah. um, especially in high school. You know, in high school, there's a lot more temptations, I would say, than middle school. And so if you don't have the right people in your life leading you in the right directions, whether that's a friendship or a relationship, um, it's not going to be healthy for you spiritually, emotionally, and and all of those things. Yep. So if one of the young guys at a church where you pastor came up to you, they wanted to talk to you and say, Pastor Josh, I like this girl, but she doesn't mm-hmm. go to church. Um, what would you say to them? Where, where, Man, where? That's, that's tough because the Bible says not to be unevenly yoked. And so for a young guy that I know is trying to um, pursue God and do the right things, um, you know, men are born to be attracted to women. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, who we are. It's how God made us. It's not a bad thing. But at that age, with the lack of development emotionally and mentally for guys, it's very easy for somebody you're very attracted to and you like a lot to kind of start to pull you 
out of the things that God has for you out of your pursuit of your relationship with God. And so if she wasn't a Christian, um, it'd be very hard to give him my blessing and say, Hey, go forward with that relationship. Um, but you know, as a pastor here, I'd, I'd want to meet him. I'd want to, you know, cause I like to take care of, of my guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would advise him if she's not in church and she's not a Christian, that's not a healthy position to put yourself in. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I think too. Like when girls yeah. have asked me that I'm like, Oh, are you so, are you sure this is what you want to do? So, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, what, if you, as a, as a young man that, mm -hmm. you know, you did like Natalie, but is in high school, um, if you could have had the perfect, the perfect girl, mm -hmm. what, like, what would you have wanted in this girl? Like what, like to make your relationship with Natalie better, what would have been things that she needed to do, um, as, as a young man, as a teenage boy pursuing God, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is what, what would have made the relationship better? I would say, um, we went to different churches. And so the way I'm not saying you have to date who you, who is in your church, but we went to different churches. And so our view, even at that age on different topics was, um, different. And so even though she was a Christian, some of the things we believed were not the same. And so we were kind of unevenly yoked in some of our views. And even at that age, some of those discussions, like, you know, my parents were old school. If the doors to the church were open, we were in church. Yes. I mean, period. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night choir rehearsal. We were yes. in church and, you know, church wasn't as big of a deal to her family. Um, and so there was like a lack of community that she had. And so I think I would just want to see, I led FCA at my high school. And so I would have wanted to see her like be more of a, a part of that and, mm -hmm. and doing it with me. But it was almost kind of like, uh, even though we were dating, we lived kind of two separate lives at school. I mean, everybody knew that I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't have sex. Like everybody knew like Josh did not do those things. But Natalie, on the other hand, it was kind of like people weren't really sure they would see her at parties. And so for me, it was like I would just want somebody to uh, pursue God the way that I was pursuing God. Mm, that's good. That's good. But I think, you know, you we get in those puppy love we get in those emotions and those feelings that you and I were, that we were discussing. And sometimes we let those feelings, um, take control of what is, yeah. of what we really need to do in our lives. Um, I don't know. Yep. That was good though. No, that was good. You got anything, any other advice you'd want to give about dating out there? Uh, any other advice I'd want to give about dating? Um, I would say, I don't know. I guess this is this is maybe some a little bit older advice, but I would want to see how the person worship God. Like I would love to go to church with them. So Brittany told me when I first met Brittany, um, she wasn't going to church anywhere. And so that kind of I was like, that was my first hesitation. I was like, OK, this girl is not going to church somewhere. You're not plugged in a community. That's a little bit of a red flag for me. But we sat down. I heard about her relationship with God and the things she said sounded like she really loved God. She just didn't have 
a church that she had found to plug into Orlando yet. So we actually, before the Orlando campus was birthed, we took a Sunday and drove to the Gainesville campus because I wanted to see how she worshiped and how she praised God. And, you know, people, people can fake certain things, but you can't fake worship. You can't fake how you honor God. And so I kind of like during worship, I kind of leaned back and, and peeked over. She had her hands raised. She was worshiping freely. Tears were coming down her face. And so for me, I was just kind of like, Hey man, you know, her, her actions of her worship backed up what she told me that she felt about God. And so I don't know, I just would want to see if you're dating someone, I would want to see how how they pursue God. Are they reading their word? Do they worship God? It's just, to me, a relationship that's founded in God, that's the start of what a successful relationship will be long-term, 34 years like you and Pastor Jimmy. I mean, that's amazing. I want to have a foundation. If, if, you know, Brittany and I weren't married, if I was dating all over again, I would want a foundation of my relationship that started in God, because Mm -hmm. those are the types of relationships that are going to last. They are. They really are. And um, that's good. Like, I remember that Sunday that you brought that first Sunday that you brought her. I remember that. Yeah. Everybody wanted to meet her. Nobody cared about seeing me. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. I know you did. I know. I I know. Um, But I do. I remember that. And that that's so good. Like, and, um, and I remember when Jimmy and I first started dating. Yeah. I, I, I drug him to church with me. Like, I'm like you, I, like I was drugged to church, like, and I still felt obligated to go Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, even when I wasn't being, um, the best Christian or the best version of me, I could be for God around that age. So it was, I never really turned my back on him. I just didn't make him a priority, I guess. Um, so, but yeah, that was, that was good. That was, that was really good. That was, um, that's a good idea. And I, th- and I'm going to be honest, I don't think you should like, and we have middle school listeners, like our community is for middle school age girls. Okay. I don't think dating in middle school is a good idea at all. It's to me no, now, like I, um, like I let the boys have girlfriends at that age. Um, but now looking back on it, I wish I wouldn't have encouraged it or say, Ooh, do you like her? Like, I think you're just still finding yourself at that age. And it's such a difficult age going into middle school. But, um, I, um, I definitely, um, don't encourage it in middle school. Like that's one advice I'd want to give today is definitely like, and I don't think I had a boyfriend in middle school. I had a lot of crushes. Um, I was the skinny, awkward, geeky looking girl. Um, so boys really didn't pay attention to me. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I think now I would look, I, I wasn't allowed to go on a date till I was 16, um, like in the car, blah, blah, blah. But I, and I, that was my sophomore year because I turned 16 earlier because I had a late birthday. So I was dating in the car when, in my sophomore year when a lot of my friends weren't. And I, and I had a great guy and he went to church with me and, um, that was like my first real high school boyfriend. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I wouldn't have now. Like I, well, going back to what you said about middle school, you know, Natalie, I dated Natalie in middle school in sixth grade. We dated for most of sixth grade. Um, and when she broke up with me, you know, basketball was my passion. I wanted to go, I wanted to play in the NBA. I wanted to play college basketball. I had all of those things, but you know, Natalie broke up with me right before a game. 
and I know this is this may sound small, but it was one of the worst games I'd ever had. And so dating at that age, not being able to mentally and emotionally handle that level of a relationship, it distracted me from things that I was passionate about. It distracted me from things that I was gifted in. Um, you know, it, it got me to a place where there were times I didn't even want to hang out with my friends because I was so heartbroken. And that's not healthy. No. Like you said in middle school, you're discovering yourself, what you're passionate about, what you like to do. It's hard enough to figure out that at that age without having a whole nother person to be worried about what they think or how they feel, or just discover who you are, who God's made you to be, what you're passionate about. You ain't got time to worry about another person or even the capacity at that age. So looking back, I wish I would have spent all of middle school. Like sometimes I really wish I would not have even had feelings for Natalie or met her. I mean, I love her. She's a great girl, but I, I wish that I would have been able to just focus more on myself and, and really finding my identity at that age. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think some parents just, they don't think about it. And then there's some parents who go to the opposite extreme. Like I have a nephew who, when he got married, when he kissed his bride at the end of the ceremony, that was the first time they kissed because she wasn't, wow. she wasn't allowed to kiss boys and she wasn't really allowed to date all their dating and getting to know each other was like with her family. They didn't really have a lot of alone time. Um, I think maybe they held hands and that was the extreme of them touching yeah. each other. And, um, and you, you could tell because when they kissed, you could tell it was the first time they ever kissed. Um, and it was sweet. And I was like, and I didn't know that like until the, and I was like, afterwards, I looked at, I talked to my niece and I was like, was that the first time they kissed? And she was like, yeah, she wasn't allowed. Like, and they were, Oh, they were probably like sophomore, junior age in college. So they were like 20, 21 when they got married. And, um, yeah, I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I could go to that extreme as a, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about this whole dating thing. And I, um, definitely would, there's some things I do different for myself and things I would do different with the boys. And I remember one time, um, Blake, all his friends had, girlfriends and he didn't and he was talking to me about it and he's like mom are you praying that I don't have a girlfriend and I was (laughs) like no son but I'm glad you believe I have that much power in prayer but and but I think that's one thing you really do you need to sit down and have open conversations with your parents and get their advice too and see where they're coming from because um I think you're if you have go to your parent with an open heart you're, yes. they're going to be one, they're going to be shocked that you want to have that conversation with them if you typically don't. But I think that you're, um, getting your parents input and asking your parents to help you pray about it, um, yeah. is something that I totally suggest about dating and, um, is saying, talk, talk to your parents. They're not as bad as you think they are. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, this has been when good. Natalie and I, when Natalie okay. and I broke up. And we went through the heartbreak. Um, you know, my parents were, I was shocked. I thought they were going to do like the whole, I told you so, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But they really helped me work through that. But that was one of the first times where I really realized my parents were like, this is what we were trying to protect you from. Like, we love you. We're going to help you through this heartbreak now. 
but this is why, like, this is why we put some of the things in place. So I would say as a middle schooler, high schooler, whoever's watching this, your parents are not always putting things in place for punishment for you or that they don't want you to have fun. Sometimes your parents are putting things in place because they want to protect your heart. They want to protect, you know, your mind, your future. And so I would say that you said be open with your parents. I was with mine um, and it was really helpful through that whole process, even though it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you reiterated that with your parents, yeah. but Josh, this has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Hopefully we can have some more, uh, conversations in the future. Um, cause Absolutely. you know, That's I cool. always like chatting with you, um, yeah, no matter yeah, what yes. the topic, but thanks, um, Josh for being on. Do you have anyone, any last words you want to say real quick? Any last words I want to say, um, whoever is watching this, I want you to know that God literally made you before you were ever born. He had a plan and a purpose for you. He knew your name. And so God has amazing things in store for you. Just follow him, um, be true to him, and you'll see him do wonderful things in your life. So that's all I got. Amen. Thanks, Josh. Welcome, Sherry. We hope today's show encouraged you and gave you a few aha moments. Most importantly, have you digging deeper into your relationship with Jesus. Make sure to check out the show notes for any scriptures or books we mentioned. If you love the podcast, please share it with a friend or on Instagram and even tag us. We would love for you to leave a rating where you listen to podcasts. It helps others to find us. We would also love to know who our listeners are, and you can do that by finding us on Instagram or our website, pineappleprinciple.org. Until next time, keep your armor on, own your crown, and love like Jesus.